Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We have a repeat guest. She is simply amazing. Of course, Madison McKinley was here before to talk about search engine optimization. She is back with us, and we're going to talk today about conversion rate optimization. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Madison. Again, she is a marketing consultant, and she's worked with a wide variety of clients from small businesses to large corporations that are looking for someone to help them to scale their business. She's got over, gosh, 10,000 hours of marketing experience, including SEO, data analytics, and um, return on investment, content marketing, conversion rate optimization, big picture strategy, lead generation, and much more than that, okay? Madison has implemented numerous effective marketing campaigns for her clients while at the same time meeting their unique and individualized needs. Madison, my friend, welcome again to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. Love having you back. Love talking with you and finding out all of this wonderful information that can help businesses to grow. Now, conversion rate optimization, very big words here. Let's break it down. Let's talk about what conversion rate optimization is. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's a mouthful. Uh, so a lot of people, which this is annoying in the digital marketing space, I feel like everybody abbreviates everything like SEO is search engine optimization, conversion rate optimization, just for the purposes of today's conversation, we might just call it CRO because it is totally like, yeah, you're tired after saying it. But um, basically conversion rate optimization, it's the practice of updating your website to perform better for your customer um, and inspire them to take action that will make you successful and them successful. But basically it's leading them to the trough, uh, to, you know, to your service, to take the action that you want them to take on your website. It's truly that simple. Um, and the key word in that definition, I think is inspire. Cause we're not trying to, you know, coerce anybody <laughs> into taking action or working with you. It's, it's inspiring them. Uh, to work with you. So, yeah. So Madison, is it almost like a call to action? Exactly. Call to actions are huge when it comes to conversion rate optimization. Um, when it comes to CRO, it's whatever your call to action is. So if you're a nonprofit, you know, donate or call or get involved. If you're an e-commerce brand, of course, the ultimate uh, call to action is buy now. Um, but there are other elements in CRO. There, there are kind of baby steps to that greater mission that you want people to um, be involved with. So, you know, it could be an, uh, an action could also be subscribed to our newsletter, you know, so maybe somebody's not necessarily paying you at that moment, but they're getting into your digital sales funnel, which we all know is how important that is. I mean, our websites are essentially are like digital brick and mortar. Um, so it's all of those actions along the way to nurturing someone from a prospect to a lead to a lifelong customer. Okay, well said. All right, so what are some ways that are pretty easy that someone could get started with conversion rate optimization with CRO? Yeah, definitely. So CRO is 
one of those things. We talked about SEO last time, and there are simple ways to get started with SEO that pretty much everyone can do and take action on. With CRO, the thing that makes it a little bit different is that it's 100% based on your own data. So I never go from one client to another and just say, I implemented this on somebody else's website. I'm going to do it with yours. And the reason why is because we all have different audiences. This is, um, it's really going to be unique and tailored to your demographic and how people are using your website. So what I mean by that is like an easy way to get started and start collecting your own data is that you could launch a poll uh, on your website, which I know I say poll and people are like, no, the horror. I don't want to like add, you know, a friction point on my website and ask people for information. But I'm telling you, I've done this so many times and the data that you get out of a poll, even if you put it up for two weeks, you know, heaven forbid, uh, you're going to get really good information back. That's going to allow you to start a CRO conversation. So like, for example, this is a really simple poll that you could put up on any e-commerce site. Uh, is there anything holding you back from making a purchase today? And you could put that up, you know, maybe it shows up after 15, 30 seconds, or maybe on specific product pages, and then you're going to get really good information. Sometimes it's price. Sometimes it's people say that your website's broken on mobile. You know, you might get anything from technical feedback all the way to if it's price, how do we add more value-based messaging and value prop messaging to the checkout screens or, you know, to in the actual product page? So polls are easy. And quite frankly, they're extremely easy to set up. It's just a little piece of code uh, that you add to your website. And then you can use a tool like Hotjar. Um, I personally love Smartlook. I'm, I'm moving over to Smartlook for all of my clients. Um, but yeah, a poll, easy way to get started. Okay. And then if, if someone's not, you know, computer savvy with using Smartlook, you all would help clients with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Any client that works for me, it's the first thing out of the gate that I try to get them to do is set up a poll because it's just good qualitative survey-based data. And, and not only that, like Google Analytics and data that's super quantitative, numbers-based, this element of the polling data and hearing from customers directly mixed with that bounce rate data or average site, you know, session duration data, all of those hard numbers, it makes it all come to life a lot more clear. And then you can start to paint a picture of what do we need to do to improve our website, to get people more inspired to take action. Right. Because knowing exactly what your avatar is and what they want is that's the key to your business. So polling exactly. is, is super important. So then what's the formula to CRO? Yes. So the formula to CRO, it's going to kind of bring you back to, uh, I don't know when we all learned this, maybe like third or fourth grade, but like the scientific method, <laughs> it's really that it's, you bring in data, you create a hypothesis, um, you test the hypothesis measure the hypothesis. And then if the hypothesis is true, you implement it. So what does that all mean? It sounds really convoluted, but it's really not. So just to walk through that polling example, uh, you know, let's say that you are seeing some data, you're getting data back on these product category pages where people are saying that they can't find the product that they're looking for easily. So that's the data that you're getting back. Now the hypothesis is, okay, there's 
friction when people are shopping because they can't get to what they're looking for easily enough on these category pages. Let's add filters. Let's add search, you know, whatever we need to do to make it easier for people to find what they're looking for. So that would be a test in, in this case. And then you would go ahead and launch the test, maybe a low key um, MVP or minimum viable product, something that's super investment light, but something that would actually uh, either make sense to like to the hypothesis. And then once you launch that, uh, you can measure it and see, okay, this is our polling data before we launched this change. This is our polling data now. Maybe people are coming back and saying, I'm finding everything I'm looking for, like no problems. Then you're seeing a pre and post and you go, okay, this like search or filter categories that we have on these category pages are now working. Let's implement it across the site. So one thing that I like to say with CRO is that it does not have to be expensive. Like you shouldn't have to be investing a bunch of money into developers or designers because CRO is all about small tests over a long period of time, like a lot of small tests to make incremental changes to a website. It's supposed to be very methodical and smart. So that's kind of an example of it in real life. So we talked about, you talked about some of the, the data um, initially. So there's data, hypothesis, testing, measure, and then you implement that. So what do you mean when you say data? What are some of the data that we can use then to help us to make smart CRO decisions? Yeah. So, well, what I like pulling data, like we've talked about, another piece of data that can be really helpful is heat mapping. So if you're seeing, which heat mapping is basically like um, for those who haven't seen it, you can see where people are actually scrolling or clicking or engaging on a page. And if the page, if that area is really red, that means that a lot of people are there. If it's blue, that means like no one's going there. So that can be a really helpful piece of information because let's say you have a promotion or a space on the homepage or um, some sort of call to action that's really important. And you think you've made it really clear. Well, heat mapping technology is going to tell you pretty much within 30 days if your CTA is clear enough. So if people are clicking on it, it's going to be hot red. If nobody, if people are avoiding it like the plug, it's going to be blue. So that would tell you, okay, we need to like change the button color on this CTA. We need to change the language. Maybe that's not resonating. And this is where tools, um, A-B testing tools uh, come into play because those, again, super low investment. You can literally change the name of a button or a color in a, of a button using a tool like VWO or Optimizely um, through their interface and then launch a test so that 50% of visitors see one color, which would be your control, you know, the original, and then the other 50 see the new version. And then you can literally see the data coming back completely unbiasedly if your idea or test uh, actually worked. So that's another example would be heat mapping. So I want to go back. I want to talk a little bit about heat mapping because there are entrepreneurs out there that don't utilize their, those analytics or heat mapping. So let's talk about it a little bit. When you build a website, you have um, their analytics that you can use for each page to, to show what page a, a visitor is visiting. It is super important to know what pages 
your website visitor is visiting, where you're getting the most clicks, because those are going to be your most important pages that those individuals, website visitors are visiting. Okay. So then you've got, those are the, really the pages in to update frequently to make sure that your SEO search engine optimization is working correctly. It's not right, Madison. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's why heat mapping and looking at where your visitors are clicking, it's just super important to know because that helps determine um, your, where your avatar is, what they're interested in, what services they're interested in. If you have five services and you have five different pages for each service, that helps to tell you which page is more important to your avatar, your target market when you use heat maps. All right, so let's talk about the cost of CRO. What should we be looking for when we get someone to help us with CRO? Yeah, so this is definitely, CRO is not a task that you want to give to somebody who in your office maybe who has like read a couple of articles on it. Uh, CRO is something that really honestly requires a specialist because it is somewhat technical. I mean, you have to have an understanding of these tools. It requires some understanding of code once you get a little bit deeper into it. Um, so this is one that I definitely recommend a digital marketing specialist for. Um, you know, just to give an idea, my CRO clients are anywhere between $2,000 to $4,000 a month on retainer, but that's just me personally. Um, and that the reason why they pay that much is because just think about your conversion rate on your website. So let's say for, for a traditional brochure-based website, let's say that your um, entire thing that you're trying to lead people to is a contact form because you want to get leads through a contact form. Usually the uh, conversion rate on a contact form is anywhere from two to three to maybe 5% if you're doing really well. Um, you know, that's not to say that if you're anywhere outside of that range or below that range, you're not doing well, but that's just generally speaking what I've seen. If you can hire a CRO um, specialist to come in to take your conversion rate from 2% to 4% to 5% to 6%, just think about that in your bottom line, because now you're driving more people to completing a form and it's not necessarily people who are not good leads for you. Those are people that were coming to your website originally. Now your website's just better optimized to actually get them to take the action that you want them to take. So that's why CRO is an investment. But the thing about CRO is you see within a three-month period, your money back. I, I've never not seen it come back, not to use a double negative, but um, that's why people invest in it because the incremental changes completely show themselves in the bottom line for these companies. Okay, great. Thank you. Great advice, Madison. So really, what what are we looking for here when we look for digital marketing specialists? And is that really what they're going to call themselves? Are there different uh, names that they would also use? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. So probably somebody who like if you're going to Upwork or um, a website like that, or if you're talking with somebody who maybe has called themselves a digital marketing specialist, you could just ask them, what's your experience with conversion rate optimization? If you're on Upwork, I would, or a website, freelance website like that, 
there are a lot of people who market themselves specifically as conversion rate optimization specialists because it is its own niche within digital marketing. I mean, it is its own discipline, um, honestly. I mean, somebody who's really good at SEO is probably not necessarily going to be great at CRO and vice versa. Cause again, they're just, they're just totally different, uh, niches within digital marketing. And they have honestly very different tools as well. So I would, the questions that I would ask somebody, if they, if I was thinking about hiring them, um, as a CRO specialist for my company would be, Hey, uh, you know, walk me through a recent, project that you did for CRO and what were the results and what were the learnings and, you know, uh, what was the impact to revenue or the impact to the lead gen? What was the goal? You know, if you can have some, if you can ask that question and get back a really methodical um, answer, then chances are that person really knows what they're doing um, because they'll walk you through exactly what we just talked about, you know, around the hypothesize, the test, the measure. They might not use those words, but they're going to, they're going to talk like that because, um, anybody who's a CRO specialist knows that that's the, that's the way this goes. The red flags would be anybody who says they guarantee results or anybody who says that, um, you know, they'll get you overnight 10% improvements on your website, KPIs, stuff like that. Those are red flags because that's just not how CRO works. CRO is all about incremental changes, um, over a period of time and, and learning more about your customer. So Hopefully that helps. Yeah, that does help. So, you know, nothing less than three months is you're not going to see um, much. Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest, like I have run a very small CRO test within 30 days and it's possible, completely possible. Um, it's just that if you're looking for uh, one to two percentage points gain with your conversion rate or for sure uh, e-commerce conversion rate, that would be almost unheard of. Uh, you're looking at three months. It's just that this stuff is not overnight. Um, but I do think that what is uh, for sure a guarantee, if we're going to speak in guarantees, is incremental improvements over time. You're not going to see yourself going backwards. That's for sure. It's only going to be um, forward momentum. Right. I mean, it's just like SEO. And um, when you're dealing with um, social media content, it takes time. It takes at least three months to really start seeing a change from that baseline. So great advice, Madison. Thank you for that. Um, so that for me, if I had one takeaway of what my listeners could really uh, get from this, po this podcast episode really is what CRO is and how to what to, the questions to ask someone that you want to work on your CRO for you. So what to ask your digital marketing specialist spe specifically, because you went into that a lot. So what is the one takeaway, Madison, for you that you want our listening audience to, to know? Yeah. So I would say, because I know this stuff probably is overwhelming. I just have to say that Every time that I share heat mapping or polling, specifically heat mapping and session recording, which we didn't really talk a lot about, but if you look at Smart Look, uh, just go to their website, you'll see some GIFs that they have. I highly recommend, um, you know, sending the code to your developer or having a developer just add a little piece of code. It should not take more than an hour or two, just so that you know, expectations wise, like how much, you, you know, your investment's going to be there. But just adding that code to your website and 
hitting start tracking, you're going to start getting heat maps in. You're going to start seeing how people literally are using your website. It's like, I call it the Netflix of digital marketing because you get to go in there and literally see how people are using your website, which is so cool. Uh, and I know all of the clients that I work with and all the entrepreneurs that I work with, that's like kind of the gateway drug, if you will, into CRO because they get so excited about it because they're like, oh, I see where we need to improve this, that, or the other thing. You know, it's a very visual and stimulating, um, way to get into CRO. So I would love to see people, um, install that kind of tracking on their website and then just kind of see it roll in. And I think it'll plant a seed of inspiration for them. I do want to say this too, just because you have a website or someone's putting your website together, whether it's WordPress or whatever it is that they're using, doesn't mean that they're using heat mapping, right? Oh, totally. That is something totally different that you need to realize. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. This is not something that comes out of the box. Um, That's kind of why we're talking about it today. And I I think that actually Smart Look has, if you do have a WordPress site, um, just maybe look look up. Uh, I think Smart Look has a plugin. And so all you would have to do is go uh, create a Smart Look account and then uh, take your ID and put it into the WordPress plugin, um, which actually wouldn't require a developer. I know for sure Hotjar has that functionality, which again, wouldn't even require a developer if you could just go in and add the plugin and then just uh, plug in that uh, ID. So again, very low cost, uh, you know, next step that I think is going to get people's wheels turning. Um, inspire them. That's right. Great. Okay. And definitely talking for sure. And, um, and it's a great way for you to understand the analytics as well. The CR, it's a, just a wonderful way to, to do that and um, find out what, especially when you're doing social media blogs for your business, what blogs to focus on, depending on where people are visiting your site. All right. So Madison, what piece of advice would you, we talked about this last time about the one piece of advice you wish that someone had given you when starting your business. Is there another additional advice that you wish someone would have given you? And especially, let's switch it up a little bit, especially when it comes to maybe CRO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that when it comes to starting your business and when it comes to you know, honestly, this is going to sound probably a little woo woo, but time, I think that all of us as entrepreneurs, we're so busy. I mean, we're out there trying to make business happen. We're out there trying to make our clients happy um, or customers happy or whatever that might be. And I think that sometimes it's really easy to just work on your customers and your clients and add value to them. But it's kind of like the oxygen mask uh, you know, comparison, like you got to put your oxygen mask on for yourself before you can help anybody else. You know, the carpenter who never fit finishes the cabinets in his home. Like we have to work on our own, um, marketing as well. And I'm saying this kind of aloud to myself now, because it is hard for me too. Like I, um, am trying to post on LinkedIn more and like make more connections with people. And I just kind of, I guess going back to Madison a few years ago, you know, just keep that a consistent uh, activity where you're engaging your network and, you know, feeling good about your own marketing for your own business. Uh, Cause it can be challenging because we want to serve uh, our clients and customers 
course as best we can, but you know, sometimes we gotta, we gotta serve ourselves too. That would probably be my advice to me. That's great advice. I love that because I'm so guilty of that too. I mean, as far as social media with virtual ingenuity, I'm always helping other clients with their consulting, with um, project management, all of that. But yeah, I tend to slack off on, on myself. So we've got to, Madison, you and I've got to keep each other accountable for that. Amen. You do great, but yes, I, I, yes, we'll keep each other accountable. That's right. All right. So let's talk about where my listening audience can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of which, I would love to connect with more people on LinkedIn. I honestly am very social and I'm not going to try to sell you anything. Quite frankly, I just like talking to people. Um, And sometimes I hold office hours where I just meet with people. You can schedule on my Calendly for 30 minutes and we can talk about anything related to digital marketing. And I just try to do it truly as a no strings attached, like, let me help you kind of method, because I really believe that, you know, sometimes there's some bad advice circulating around. So if I can help people get on the right foot and connect with the right people or whatever, I I love doing that. So um, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. My name's uh, Madison spelled with two D's uh, and McKinley and yeah, sign up for an office hours in the future or, you know, let's message each other. I'm, I'm always down to make new friends. Madison, you're also on, uh, your website is Insidemize. Insidemize.co. Yes. Yeah. Find me there as well. Um, yeah. I'm just looking to connect with more people. Okay, great. You guys, Madison is awesome. I can't stress that enough. She is, um, and she, you're pretty quick at, about getting back with, with people on LinkedIn too. And I uh, just have an awesome personality. And what I really love about you, Madison, is that all of this complicated, terminology, these scary terminologies, you break it down so easily in layman's terms. And that's a gift that you have. And thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. This is an awesome service for people. I mean, this is phenomenal. So thank you. Thank you, Madison. All right, my friends, be sure to check out Madison McKinley on LinkedIn and insidemize.co. I will have all of her information in the in the notes um, when this airs. So until next time, you guys be sure to check out other episodes too of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. We'd love for you to like, subscribe, rate, comment, share. Until next time, my friends, let's impact together.